20% off of your first three orders at thrivemarket.com. That's all you need to know. I was going to write a script like I normally do, but when Elisa told me that you can get 20% off of your first three orders by using our affiliate banner on elisathearnington.com, I think that's all I need to say. So if you're looking for that big container of red boat fish sauce for your next Nom Nom Paleo recipe, or pretty much anything else you can't find at your local grocery store, you can probably find it on Thrive Market. If you need paleo, vegan, gluten-free, pet stuff, snacks, beauty, bath and body, health supplements, whatever, Thrive Market can hook you up. And the whole thing comes with a guarantee. All you have to do is shop and save. If you don't make your membership feedback and savings by the end of the year, they'll automatically give you the difference in Thrive Market credit after you renew. So what have you got to lose? Go to elisathearnista.com and click on the Thrive Market banner on the right-hand side to start saving 25 to 50% off of retail prices today. Did I mention that you'll also get an additional 20% off of your first three orders? Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Elise There Needs a Podcast, episode number 100. And 23, 1, 2, 3. Wow. That's pretty fun. It is. <laughs> you seem very excited for episode number 123. Well, it's, it's a lot. It's it's more than 122. It is. So thank you, everybody, for joining. My name is Mike. By my side, as always, is Elisa, the Ernista herself. How are you doing today, Elisa? I'm good. Good. Are I you had, sure? Had a nice day knitting with some friends, you and did. yeah. Now I'm waiting for some stuff to soak into my hands, so I can keep knitting on my lopy sweater. It's very important to, important to keep your hands moisturized while you're knitting on a lopy sweater. Well, it certainly is. You have to you have to trim your fingernails, and you have to. Oh, they're all snaggy and dry, and my fingertips are all dry because yeah. the lopy is pretty hard on your hands. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's just, I think it's just it's it's not it's a pretty rustic yarn. So oh. Yeah, so just got to keep your hand. And it's winter. I, I would say it's probably 95% yeah. it's winter. Yeah. And the rest is probably the lopi. Yeah. So there's not a lot of uh, lanolin in the lopi. Is no, that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Yeah. Is there lanolin in the, in the thing you're sitting on right now? There is. Is there really? Oh, I'm sure. You should yeah. just rub your hands all over that. Well, no. Tell people what you're sitting on, Elisa. I'm sitting on a lambskin that I got as a, well, a very belated Christmas gift from a dear yeah. friend of mine. Equally belated. That, um, yeah. And last year I got what was inside the lamb. And this year I... The guts and the I, yeah bones. Yeah, we got, no. we got lamb chops and some um, ground lamb and some... Uh, what are they called? The, like, the ribs? Not that I can't remember what they're Lambs called. Lambs, they have ribs? Sheeps have ribs? Did we eat all of that, or is that in the There's basement? The, the ribs are down there still. Oh. So, yeah. And then we have... So then I got um, I got the the lambskin this yeah. year. Came back from the tanner, and yeah, it was a big surprise to me. So it's my nice thing to sit on. and It's very thick and fluffy. It is, yeah. And it's going to be... You know, and this is, this is what I know of wool, too, is it's going to be nice and warm in the winter and cozy, and then it'll be uh, cool in the summer. Nice. So yeah, so she got it. She it's for my knitting. And Rollo's a big fan. He is, and he's not trying to eat it anymore. So that's pretty good. Well, he's got to learn. It's a very new thing in the house. Yeah. So he's got to learn his his barriers and and where the 
Where, where, how far can you go? It's good. It's okay to smell it. Right. And maybe lick it a little bit. But I'm not giving it to him. Like we gave him no, something else earlier this week. You don't chew on it. No, you don't chew on it. No, it's Mama's. You can chew on the pom pom though, because that the is one now, that was given to him. That is now Rollo's. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We can talk about it right now. Well, it goes with my what's my my work in progress. Oh well, okay, well okay then. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. I'm going to go into the introduction for one episode number 123. Um. Man, I'm all mixed up again. So if you would like to participate in the program, make sure you send us an email to podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. Podcast at elisatheyarnista.com. Or you can find uh, postings on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. And, and maybe leave us questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, thoughts, recipes, birthday wishes, congratulations, whatever's on your mind. Whose birthday is it? It doesn't matter. It's whatever. What do we need? Congratulations. Maybe we can on. be like, who, who's the guy on the Today Show? What was the weatherman's name? Willard Scott. If you're if you're a hundred years old, we'll we'll pick up for Willard Scott, and we will do your hundred birthday. Is he still alive? He's still alive. He doesn't still do the uh, the Today Show, but he's still, I think he's still alive. Okay. Did he wish himself a hundred birthday? Happy hundred birthday. He's, he's not, not that old. Okay. He's probably what is he like seventy? Maybe I don't know how oh. he. I think he's older than that. You think so? I do. We're everybody's older than we think they are, Mike. I mean, not everybody. Just about. Me, I suppose, maybe. But send his birthday wishes, and we'll we'll read them on the air. Maybe, probably not. That's probably not something we should get into because that's going to cause. He was born March seventh, nineteen thirty-four. So that makes he's him seventy-three. He's eighty-three. 83? Yeah. So, okay, so he's more He's than a little 70, older than you thought. A little bit. So send us an email, podcast, at least com. You can also join us on patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Yarnista, And there you can uh, sign up for only $5 per month, and that'll get you access to the live version of the show. So you can hang out in chat with all the super cool party people while we record each and every single week the podcast. We also do some fun stuff just kind of hanging out before and after and talk about, I don't know, whatever, things that don't come up in the podcast. Well, here's a fun thing that we can talk about that that did that is coming that did come up in the podcast. What's that? Um, notable work by Willard Scott. Yeah. Of course, the weatherman for the Today Show. Um, he was the portrayer of Ronald McDonald in sure. the original McDonald's commercials. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, everybody knows that. No, they don't. Oh, did okay. you, you? Did you know that? Yeah. Did you really? I know everything there is to know about Willard Scott, except for his age. I didn't know his age. <laughs> No, I don't know why I, I knew that. That's one of those things that comes up periodically, like on Facebook or social media kind of things that, hey, here's fun facts that are dumb and you probably shouldn't know, but we're going to fill your brain with them. He also played Bozo the Clown. Oh, I'm not sure I knew that. When was that? I don't know. Oh. 1960s? That 1963 right. to 1966, he played Ronald McDonald. So he was a creepy clown before he joined the, joined the Today Show as a weatherman and celebrated 100th birthdays, which yeah. is way better than being a clown, I would say. Yeah. Well, apparently he had a clown thing because if he was Bozo, too. I think once you're a clown and you just you've, kind of do it. Yeah, you've proven that you're good at it. You can probably be a clown just about anywhere. And then. 
I have a, re- a, a, a relative that is a rodeo clown. I, I should ask yeah. him if, if once you're a clown somewhere, can you be a clown anywhere? Rodeo. Or is it pretty specific to... No, rodeo clowning is very different. Okay. Rodeo clowning is much more th- athletic. It is. And yeah, it's you're not like squirting water... No, Ro- it's different than entertaining children, I'm guessing. Yeah, you're not doing birthday parties mm-hmm. with balloon animals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You're running away from bulls and jumping in, in barrels and running. Trying and not to get killed. Trying not to die, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. And entertain people at the same time. It's all, it's very, very different. I mean... You sound like you know a lot about rodeo clowns. I would rather be a rodeo clown than a regular clown. Rodeo clowns are less creepy. You know, there's a lot of running with rodeo clowning. You, you're not, not a fan of the running. It's not marathon running. It's r- jumping out of the way and running. It's not. Okay. You're not running 26.2 miles. Oh, I hope you not. don't get a magnet for your car afterwards that says I ran a marathon. It's very, very different. I could, I could handle running away from. I would just punch it in the face if it came at me. <laughs> say, hey, look, back off. I'm, you don't want any of this. They're say, bring it. I'm bull. sure the, the bulls are pretty receptive to receptive to back off. They better be, or they're going to see what's coming. All right. All right. So that, that those are our fun facts. Those are some fun facts. I don't know if they were the fun facts, but they were definitely some fun facts. That was, I would say, probably the smoothest transition segue in the history of podcasting and or terrestrial radio. Wouldn't you say? You would not say. You're just focused on whatever it is you're going to talk about now because... Well, yeah, because my music's up. So what are you working on knitting-wise? Knitting well, and I was going to bring it in here so I could... Well, I can't show it. But, well, I mean... What if, can't you if show? Because I don't... That is what happens when you chew on your claw. Now he's relaxing. He's fine. Good. Um... So I cast on my my hat for um, the 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 hat that was for the uh, January hat of the month. So I mean I'm only a month behind, right? For what hat of the month? January. January. Yeah, it's not. That's only a yeah. month. Yeah. So I have um, I think nine. I think there's thirteen rounds that I need to do here. Um, this is a uh, Fidra in uh, Brooklyn Tweed Quarry, and um, it, uh, it 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 has a palm. But there doesn't seem to be a palm in the bag. Where'd the palm go? I might have given it to somebody. Yeah? Yeah. So Rollo doesn't like toys. He's never shown any interest in toys. He chews on bones, but nothing at all as far as, like, toys. Not stuffed animals. He likes his treat ball. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. He's very serious about getting the treats out. He is. But, yeah, stuffed animals and stuff like that, he just no interest whatsoever. None. And then I was knitting, was it... Was it Monday night? Must have been Monday. And uh, I I was I showed him my palm for my hat, and it is the one that looks like Rollo. And he uh, really seemed to like it, so I went downstairs and cut the snap off of it, and I gave it to him. Yeah, I didn't want to break his little titties no. on it. And then we played back and forth catch, you and I, and he yep. was having a lot of fun and he was dropping it and he, I showed it to him again. Have you tried playing with him Not again? since then, no. I tried playing with him again with it and he didn't seem too interested, but it was also early in the morning. So yeah, hopefully He's he wants to play with it person. again. He, no. no. Or a night person for that matter. He's kind of a, a middle of the day for a little while kind of guy. He was actually, he, it was pretty late that night and he was fine yep. with it. That's so true. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's excited when because you had just gotten home, didn't you? I think you had just gotten uh, home from the remember. gym or something. So yeah, he's pretty excited whenever when all the puppies are in the kennel. He's yep. very happy. So yeah, so I'm I'm working on this, and eventually it'll be a hat. Right now it's not really. It's a small headband. It's a very thin headband. So yeah, far, yeah, yep, yeah. So um, yeah. So I'm working on that. I cast that. I cast it on because I kind of needed a hat, and then. Um, I don't think did I did I have this on the needles last week, or did I cast yeah. it? Oh, I did. Okay. Yep. I think you just had the uh, the yoke done, right? Oh. The... oh, I thought I worked on it all last Monday. Maybe, I, maybe not. I don't remember. I don't know. But I have um, I have the entire yoke and the body minus the two extra inches that I'm putting on it because I feel like thirteen and a half inches is a stupid length for a sweater, for me. I like a good 15 because 13 and a half is going to be above my pant waist that line. That sounds and chilly. It's a, yeah. And it's a, it's, you catch it's a, breeze. a lopey sweater. I, I, I'm going to be wearing it. So I'm warm. Yeah. So, um, so I'm doing but a little bit more on that. A little shorter. That's the thing about sweaters. You can add a little length to the sleeves or the body or whatever. Yeah. And this or one a little less, if you're shorter, that's fine too. Yeah. But this one, it falls pretty short anyway. So, so I'm adding a couple more inches to it. Um, but you have to decide to do that before. Um, you have to do it in the solid section because there's color work on the bottom, too. So you can't get to the bottom and then just add some extra uh, inches. So I had to plan ahead. So, yeah. I mean, you could. It just it might look funny, but you could do that. But, yeah, there's no waist shaping. So I'm look, really looking forward to getting it washed and blocked because it looks really crumply and rumply because of uh, the... Uh, um, oh, that's my steak. Whew, I got scared for a second. And my... Color work looked kind of uneven there. But yeah, it looks super tiny, but I think as the color work is pulling it in and then it's on a small needle right now, so it needs to get like stretched out and blocked and everything. And it so. looks a lot better than your first go round at it. And there wasn't anything wrong with my knitting. It the, no. the colors just were bad. Yeah. So yeah, so my soul being cardigan. I'm gonna I'm really excited. I'm thinking I can get through maybe most of the maybe even finish the body up tonight and then get started on the sleeves and it'd be nice if I could get it blocked sure tomorrow and then start picking up the steak the baby and steak the baby is that a knitting term steak the sweater uh-huh. and then uh pick it up and i don't have buttons picked out so i'm gonna have to find some buttons oh i suppose do you have to put yeah. button holes in it then i assume mm-hmm. how, how does that work you just re-knit button hole band on there you, you knit, just cut them in there. You 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 knit one side that doesn't have holes in it. You knit the other side with holes in it. Oh, that's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What I'm actually th- I might put stamps on it too. I haven't decided. Yeah. Yeah. So I might have to go to that place tomorrow that makes me miserable that rhymes with schmoans to get supplies. Yeah. Snaps, but wow. Because I like using snaps because then I can decide later where I want the buttons and all that. And then I don't have to actually make buttonholes. And since it's knit at such, such a loose gauge, I like I, I like the idea of snaps. Can you just use the one you took off the palm that you gave to Rollo? That would work. I, I, I probably need more than just one. I mean, one. That's a good start. I, you know, we have a bunch more yeah, at the store. All, yeah. I could just take them off of those. There you go. That's already paid for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... They're they're twelve dollars each, so I mean that seems like a cost effective option. Yeah, so, twelve per snap, sure. Yeah, so yeah, so that's what I'm working on. My, I'm I'm happy with how my sweater is. I need to get an updated picture on 
um, on Instagram. But I've been working on it. I just haven't had like good light to take a picture. Yeah. Because it's been late at night when I've been working on it. Yeah. Because I've been coming home and sitting and watching TV and knitting. That sounds like a good way to spend a night. Yeah. I'm not, I don't usually stay up late at night. I think it's winter kind of thing going on or something. I usually like come home and like going to bed, but I spent a couple nights sitting up late watching, uh, well, I've been watching The Wire, which I never watched back in early 2000. That's an old show. It's a very old show. Huh. I realized it was an old show when they were using pagers and pay phones. <laughs> like, when is this show from? And I looked and I'm like, oh, 2002. That's why they're using pagers and pay phones. That even seems late for pagers. 2002. They were just they were just switching over to cell phones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like by 2002, because it's like a police show, right? Yeah. I would think the police should have cell phones by 2002. Well, the police had cell phones. Oh. They they were trying to catch they're trying to catch um some drug dealers. Oh uh, well. And, and they had pagers. That's a, a pager thing. Remember in the real world, which was the real world one or two. When somebody, they got a page and they're like, oh, what do you got? You're you a drug dealer? And there's a whole big hoopla about that. There's a big controversy about somebody had a pager and then, then somebody else called them a drug dealer because it was a joke. And then there was a, yeah. Do you remember that? No. No? Oh, okay. I, 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 I have a hard time, like, thinking about, like, people having pagers, too. Like, I mean, it I seems like. I never knew anybody with a pager. I, well, my dad had one. Well, your dad and should have one. It's part had, of his work. Yeah, yeah, it was part of his work. He was, he was a locksmith and got called out on, you know, my mom had to get in touch with him somehow. But what a pain. Like, you you, yeah. like, well, you get a page and then you have to go find a phone. And now you can't even find a pay phone. It's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. I but, mean, yeah. Yeah. Even there used to be a pay phone in the locker room at the gym. And it's fun because they have all along, like, in the locker room, like, uh, mirrors and where the payphone used to be, you can see it's like a rectangular cutout where they had to fit a piece of mirror into <laughs> the other existing mirrors. Because they, I mean, the mirrors don't go bad. They just had to replace the payphone with, yeah, with the mirror. Yeah, it's crazy. Pagers and payphones and, yeah. What so, else are you working on? Anyway, that's, that's all I got. That's it? I will. Yeah. I'm so I've been working on socks a little bit, but not too much. Okay. So I'm hoping to this weekend, um, being like tomorrow, to uh, finish up my uh, um, my tincture by Andrea Mowry, the ta- the hat and the arbor that I started. Mm-hmm. I think I have two of the four repeats done or something on it, so I'm about halfway done. And it doesn't take that long, and I'd like to get it done. So I'd like to get something out of my bag, but we'll see. I don't know what this is. Oh, that's that's a swatch for something else that needs to just wait for a while because it, it wasn't working out so great. <laughs> the swatch wasn't working out so great? Well, the original sweater wasn't working out so great, so oh. now I'm swatching again, and okay. that, that didn't work out so well. So I'm, I'm my Lopi sweater seems to be working out really well as long as my gauge is fine. So as long yeah. as, and it, and it measures fine when I measure it across, it just looks really small, squished up. So let's say if you, if, if the swatch doesn't look good, you might just want to give up at that point. If you can't even get through a swatch. Well, that's why it's sitting in there and <laughs> okay. being ignored right now. It's not in Lopi. Put that at the bottom of the basket. Yeah. It's at the bottom. It'll, it'll never be seen. Well, it'll be seen eventually. Yeah. It's Think just, so? It's down there. Uh, yeah. Keep it down it's, there. It's down there. We'll, we'll put it in there. Yeah. So, yeah, otherwise I have socks and some stuff, other, some other stuff going. Cool. Um, so if you want to buy any of, the, any of the things that Elisa talked about with the Lopi or what's the hat made out of? Corey. Corey. 
Faux Go fur pom-poms. Faux fur pom-poms. Snap-on ones. Snap or tie-on ones. But the snap ones are got a million different colors, and mm-hmm. those are pretty fun. Rollo approves. Mm-hmm. Go to fireflyfibers.com because that is the local yarn shop that Elisa and I own right here in the town of Beaver Dam, which is where this show is being recorded right now. Elisa, the Yarn Easter headquarters, located in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Fireflyfibers.com. Um, you can find all that yarn. You can find the palms. You can find um, Lika needles. You can find Lika. all that kind of stuff. It's good. Um, do some shopping out there. All kinds of accessories. Do you have buttons on there? Mm-mm. No buttons. Do you have stitch markers on there? Mm-hmm. You can buy stitch markers. Coconuts accessories. Coconuts accessories. You can buy Plotolopi. Plotolopi? Plotolopi. Plotolopi? Plotolopi. P-L-O-T-U-L-O-P-I. So it is a single strand lopi. Okay. That is new. They comes oh. in little the little wheels. I saw those were kind of fun looking. And um, I ordered it because one of the uh, one of the new projects in the new issue of Len that is coming out later this week. It's launches on Tuesday, but with the new US distributor, there's a little bit of a delay with it getting to shops. We are crossing our fingers, we'll have it by the end of the week. Okay. Um, they there's a shawl in there that uses three colors or six colors. So, oh, I saw a basket full of six colors when yep, I was there. Yep. So I ordered all of the colors. Couple are on back order, and then I'll have some more coming, um, probably early, not this week, but the week after. I heard somebody refer to is it is it the put up of those as a plate as a plate. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Yep, it's a plate or a, what else do they call it? Um, I can't remember. There's another name for it, but yeah, it's called a plate. Yeah, because it's it's in plastic, mm-hmm. but it's very flat, so it's not. Yep. It's like I don't know sometimes you... they call them wheels too. Sure. So you can knit it. You can knit it single, um, and it's going to be really light. It's going to be lighter and more delicate, and because it's just it's it's unspun. Um, so it's basically like it's pencil roving is what it is. Okay. Um, but it's a worsted weight. So you can knit it single and it's going to be really light and airy. Or if you want to knit it heavier, you can take, um, from the, you can pull from the inside and the outside of the wheel and double it up and double it up. Yep. So if you wanted to use it, um, if you, if there was a color that you liked in the plotolopi, it, that you wanted to because there, there are a couple different colors in there. So if there was something in there that you wanted to use with the regular lopi, you could just double it up to, um, and it would compact down well with it. Okay. But because it's so light and airy, it works up well at like at, at like a regular like eighteen to twenty stitches over four inches, like a worsted weight gauge. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the shawl I haven't. I guess the the patterns for all of the the all the projects in the new issue of Len are on. Um, they're all on Ravelry now, so you can see them all there. Yep. I haven't had a chance to go look because it's just been been too busy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, so they're all there, and then um, we're still taking pre orders. If you haven't pre-ordered, I would recommend pre-ordering because yeah, I don't know how long our magazine our copies might be gone. Sure, you might have to reorder before we even get all the pre-orders out. So, um, but yeah, it's so I'm excited to try that. So I'm going to knit up a shop sample in that. Mm-hmm. See how that goes. Um, what else do we have? Oh, uh, we have we still have thirty percent off of Sugarbush Chill. If anyone's excited about that, super yeah, fast, super be. bulky knitting. Um, it's the regular, the solids, and the variegates. And something we have coming this week, I promise, because I have, well, they'll be getting out on Tuesday. Um, I We had a fresh delivery come in from the lovely folks at Leuchterm. Um, so we have more um, 
uh, more colors in the uh, the Leuchtturm um, 1917s that we normally stock um, that are used for bullet journaling. But we also have all three colors of the official Ryder Carroll um, 1917 bullet journals. It's amazing. So it has it's. There's black. And you, you tried to explain to me the whole bullet journaling concept. Yeah, and you acted like it was stupid. I mean, I didn't act like it was stupid. I just, I to me, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Does everybody know what bullet journaling is? It's like quickly logging what you need everybody... to do in a to-do list. It's rather than having a planner because I don't do well with a planner because yeah. if I skip a week or it doesn't work for my format, my days are so different one day from the next. Oh yeah. Um, I like it because I can try something for a week and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then Mix I just try something, something else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. So it's versatile. It's versatile. Ideally, it is. It's it's simple. It's not sure. like I go. There are so many. Pa- okay. Pinterest, which is a whole it's other Pinterest. thing. Pinterest. But I mean, there are people that are like watercoloring in their bullet journal. They've got washi tape on everything. They're drawing pictures and coloring everything in. They're basically scrapbooking in their in their in their planner. And I'm like, yeah. if you're doing all of that in your planner, do you really need to be planning anything out? Sounds like you have a little more time. You have, than yeah, needs to be planned. So, but I use it. I just I it, it's it's just a really versatile way for me to be able to do my planning. Because I can change it up if I have, you know, if I'm planning something like we're, we have uh, Madison Knitters Guild meeting next month. So I've already yeah. started. I have a page started for that and just um, logging, you know, ideas of what I want to bring and what we're going to do and um, all that kind of stuff. So that's how I plan. I plan all the sales in here. So then you have a page you can mark it yeah. and then put it in the index. So. so it's customizable. So yeah. if you are a fan of planning and organizing or you're trying to get started and mm-hmm. find an easy, easy way to get into it, it's probably a good way to go. And I would start with the the nice thing. So the difference with um, the the official bullet journal is that it has um, writer Carol's um, his key in the front cover. I don't know if, but there's the key in the front cover. Otherwise, I mean, you can easily go and do all this with just a regular. You can do this with any notebook. But I like the we only stock the um, the dot grids at the store because I feel like it's the most versatile for as far as because um, lines you're kind of stuck writing horizontally and having grit like real like square grids is pretty hard for me to be able to write straight across and do all that this gives you, you versatility when for doing done. whatever yeah. yeah so this gives you so it has the um the 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 key in the front and then it has tips for getting started um index pages and it already has it started for you with like future logs and stuff so the idea is that you write down your page numbers um, for the different things that you have in here. So um, that's there. And then you have a bunch of pages here. What is this one? Yeah, those are future log pages. And then you have all of your pages here for doing all of your bullet journaling. And then the back, he gives an introduction and talks about rapid logging. And it's basically just putting um, note, putting stuff really simplistic way of uh, planning your day and noting things in there so that you can you can keep track of it. Oh, so it's got tips and tricks and best yep. practices. That's cool. Yeah. So it idea. tells you how to kind of use it. Um, th- his, his website is really great too. So, um, but yeah, so we have these at the store. So if you wanted to, and do, if you're really creative, you can make your own connected dots on each page, right? You can do that's whatever what you I want, Mike. If people yeah, are drawing pictures and using watercolors, then yeah, go ahead. Make go a for dinosaur it. Dinosaur connect the dots. 
So, yeah, I know a lot of people use it for, uh, like, habit tracking and getting themselves... Um, Franklin habit tracking? No. Oh, that's completely... Doing, that's... Um, like, if they want to start exercising more and if yeah. they want to, you know, like, sleep logs and stuff like that. So you have everything all in one place. Okay. So you're not boxed in by anything. And you, I've used planners forever, but this yeah. is the only... I've This is my... I think I've been doing it for three or four years now. Three years. And what colors are available? Um, in black. In the official bullet journal, we'll have um, all. There's three colors. There's black, emerald, and then a new one is some sort of a blue. I can't. Hmm. Nordic blue, I think, is what it's called. That sounds fun. And then we have. Um, I think I ordered in the the regular Loich terms. I ordered. Um, I think we have red, pink. I ordered army, but that's on back order. And then one or two other colors, I think. Hmm. So lots of colors. Lots of options. Yep. Yep. And they're great. They're great for everything. I'm going to start one for our like travel and vacation journaling and stuff like that, too. So Okay. So we have to travel and take vacations then? Well, we do stuff. Oh, that's true. We do. We do. We do stuff and... If I write it down, then I remember it better. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so. That's that. Bullet so, journaling, yay. And you can get all that fun stuff, fireflyfibers.com. When you make your order, you go to checkout. Actually, before you check out, make sure you've got at least $100 worth of stuff in your cart. Because when you've got at least $100 in your stuff, worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited about the free shipping that I can't, I can't speak normally. When you've got at least $100 worth of stuff in your cart, that'll qualify you for free shipping as long as you live within the United States of America. Mm-hmm. If you live outside, unfortunately, it's going to cost you a little bit more, but you'll still get that same great stuff. But $100 worth of stuff in the cart at checkout, free shipping. It's amazing. And I still pack it with love even it's, if it... Regardless even of where it, it's going, it's yeah. always packed with love. Yeah. And gummy bears. Not not five-pound gummy bears, no. but little normal-sized gummy bears. For now, until I change my mind, but we oh, right now we do. got right now you get I, I you online should, orders. I put I put something special in there. I write a handwritten note. A five note pound gummy bear in every order. Can we do that? Can we commit to that on this episode no. right now? No, no, no. That might cut into the profits a little bit. It might. Um, it might cost a little more to ship. It might also delay some people's shipping because yeah. I think I ship out a few too many orders to there. I don't know if there's enough supply for five pound gummy bears. Who doesn't want a five pound? I bet there is. We should see how many they have. How many we can order from Amazon? Yeah. We just go straight to the manufacturer and go. Cut out the middleman. Yeah, right to the source. Or we can just make our well, own. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'd probably get better pricing than Amazon, right? I would think so. How much? It couldn't cost much to make one of those. Just get some. What's in a gummy bear? Gelatin mm-hmm. and flavoring. Sugar. Sugar. Food coloring. That's about it, right? I don't know. It's probably like a nickel. Yeah, I'm. It's probably more than a nickel. A little more than a nickel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe maybe not a five pound gummy bear, but I have a hard a enough, nice. I have a hard enough time keeping the space available for the small packets of gummy yeah. bears. So I think maybe we should much less a crate of five pound ones. So, but you will get a nice handwritten note yep. saying thank you from Elisa, mm-hmm. and that's fun too. Sometimes Mike, if Mike is there packing, or orders. if I'm packing orders, he might get one from me, and then he's your like, stuff might be right. What is this gross, weird? Who is Mike? handwriting. Who is Mike? Mike does not exist. He's a weirdo. Every once in a while that happens, though. So, again, $100 worth of stuff, free shipping in the United States. It's amazing. 
lot of activity happening in the kitchen this week too. Mm-hmm. It's been a very event- eventful week. Mm-hmm. It in, has in and out of the kitchen. Where do you want to start on this? Do you want to talk about stuff you've made or? Well, my stuff isn't very exciting, so I can talk about that real quick. Okay. So was it? Oh, I think it was last Monday. No, it was last. T- it was Tuesday. I think I made uh, magic wings. Michelle's magic wings because they are they're, they're magical. Really good. They are just chicken wings that you uh, put a couple tablespoons of magic mushroom powder in there. And it's amazing. Shake it up. I put it. Well, I put it in a in a gallon Ziploc bag, and then you let it put it in the fridge. I think it's for an so hour up to twenty four hours. It's fancy shake and bake. It is. Well, it, yeah, it's, yeah. But there's not a breading or coating on it, really. It's just no, I just uh, the magic mushroom powder. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So we we had those and some cauliflower mash and gravy, and I think we had a salad too. I can't remember. Very likely. Very likely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really good. And the magic wings are really good leftover, too. Yeah. They're good cold. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's, well, because I can't have fried chicken. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they, they actually, they're, they're really good to nibble on cold, too. So, um, and then I made a kimchi quesadilla this week as well, which I know you, Oh, you had one a couple weeks yeah. ago, didn't you? Yeah, it was okay. I, mean, I it was, think they're really good. It was unique. It wasn't bad. It's not something I would, I would choose to eat every day, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, so all it is is I use the Siete tortillas and um, the... Homemade kimchi. Homemade kimchi. Also, Michelle Tam, Nominon Paleo. Of course. Um, the kimchi recipe is in her new book, Ready or Not. The yellow one. The yellow one, and it's super easy. It's, Not the red one, the yellow one. It's way easier than the other kimchi recipes that I'll, yeah. that I found out there. Yeah. So, yeah, there was that. And then the, the Arrow Garden is doing awesome. Yeah, it's going gangbusters. I, We've oh, already eaten off of it. Yeah, we I, I trimmed everything down yesterday, and I think it was Monday. I made, uh, oh, I made falafel on Monday for my yeah. supper. And I put lettuce on there from the little arrow garden. From the arrow garden. We've got yeah. some dill in the fridge. It's waiting to be salmon, probably. Dill, yep. We'll have that tomorrow. Dill and um, some salad greens. And I had to prune the basil a little bit, too. Sure. So, yeah. it's. I think we're on... Oh, I have to add nutrients, too. Yeah, the nutrients. It's red. I know. It's, Was, did it make you nervous? Upset. You did very good, though, last week. I was you, paying attention. You were paying attention. You noticed that the, the water level got low. Well, I heard it. I'm like, man, it sounds awfully... It sounds like... I'm trying to think of... Uh, like the pump was trying really hard. Yeah, like the pump was struggling or whatever, and it was... Yeah, I don't know how, exactly how all the uh, the guts work and what's happening on the inside, but it, you can hear it when it's watering the plants. Oh, when the pump is running, when, yeah. Yeah, you can hear it. Like the water is dr- like draining back down to the reservoir or whatever. Like, boy, it sounds awfully low. And then all of a sudden it started flashing. It says low water. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fill it up. Good and job. then I did. It and was it was amazing. pretty self-explanatory, wasn't it? It's not difficult. You, you fill the water to where it says to it's, fill it to. I just put water in until it wasn't flashing at me anymore, and then I put a little bit more in. Oh, you should lift it up. There's a thing in there that says the water level where it should be. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, you if should. If it you, wants more water, it'll tell us to put more you shouldn't, water in you there. Shouldn't, well, I hope you didn't fill it over that level because that's not good for it either. No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll check it. It's fine. I'll check it. Oh, but, yeah, geez. so it's, um, yeah, so we've been, 
it, it well, it didn't use any water at all for like the first two or three weeks, but nothing was really growing. And now that things are growing, yep. it just, yeah. I think I had to add a, I added a cup of water the first, um, the first three weeks, probably two weeks. Yeah. And then, yeah, it just, it got that low in like a week, week and a half. It's, well, it's, the heat's been running more. It's not been yeah. as, because when it's warm, everything melts and then it's humid outside. So it makes it more humid inside. Well, but... and everything's really growing now too. Yeah. So yeah, the, pretty... the roots on, I was showing you some of the root systems like on them. And... a foot and a half long mm-hmm. in this yeah. little thing. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to look at seed starting kits this week. And when I was looking at... It must be there was some documentation that came with the Arrow Garden that there's there's one that's even bigger than the one that you got. What? It's huge. It looks like it's like stainless steel colored and it's it looks really I don't even know how much that thing must be. That must be like five hundred dollars or something because it's it's even bigger and fancier and shinier than than what you got. Well, there is a stainless version of what we have. Oh, maybe they just the this picture one is was a platinum. Bigger, but... The, this one is the is the platinum version. This yeah. is the one that I wanted the stainless one, of course, because I like stainless. But that one was not fifty percent off. Yeah, I would. I think I would not want the stainless one. I now I like this one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't think it looked as as good. I like I like the one that we have now, especially when you can get it for fifty percent off. <laughs> yeah, is it? I think it's mm, that one right there in the this, middle. This one. Oh, this is a this is a three pack that includes the one that we have. Well, I'm just seeing the picture. It looks like the one that I saw. But anyway, yeah. So Air Garden is going well. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. It's been a lot of fun. Is that it? Yes, that's the same one we have. It's oh. just stainless. Oh yeah, I don't like that yeah. as much. It looks the nine pot is the nine pot is the biggest that they make. It looks like a crock pot. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of look like a crock pot. It looks weird. It doesn't look like an arrow garden. Yeah, so I'll get the um I'm going to get the seed starting thing. I think they still have Yeah, it's they still have stuff on sale. There's 20% off on the Arrow Garden website right now. Starting to uh think about spring and getting the garden yep. going and that's that's fun. I'm and noticing that when we when we came home from what was it came from the movie last night mm-hmm. at like six o'clock, a quarter to six, it wasn't completely pitch black mm-hmm. outside i'm used to you know 4 30 when i leave work it's already dark out and depressing yep. but yeah finally i mean i've done this 42 times you think by now i'd be used to the whole cycle and the process of the days getting shorter and then the days getting longer again but every year when the days start to get longer we get a little bit more sunlight throughout the day when it seems like it's so like all of a sudden it's noticeable like yeah. it just seems like yeah I mean yeah. it's been what is it's a minute a day or something but I think it's two because I think I talked to my dad a little while ago well, it's a, be- and, a minute and, at the beginning and a minute at the end yeah yep so we get like seventy something extra minutes of daylight in February or something like that so yeah it's um and I I think I don't start noticing it until it's the point where I get where I start leaving the store at like when I close at six right and it starts being light out so yeah we got home I think it was about five thirty when we got home oh no. I bet it was almost it was almost six when we got home last night, so I'll probably start noticing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we yeah went to a movie and did dinner and saw Jumanji. Yeah, we saw Jumanji. That was fun. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely you I don't know. See it. I recommend it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's good cast. The Rock, of course, which I thought was fun because you call him Dwayne Johnson. 
Well, that's what it says on there. <laughs> I, I do. I call him The Rock, too. But, no. yeah, he's... So the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart and Jack Black. And I, for the life of me, cannot remember... The Jonas the Brothers name. Oh. No, it's Nick Jonas, right? Yeah. And uh, is the girl she played... Not girl. She's, like, almost... She's in her 30s, I think, at this point. But she played... Um, the in the Marvel in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, she played the the blue. Oh, that's who she was. Robot girl. Yep. No, she's not a robot. She's more of a. I can't think of it, but the the bad sister. There's the green sister and the blue sister. <laughs> she played the the bad blue sister. I can't remember what her. Yeah, like I can't think of her name, but she was she was good. So it's a, it's a good cast. It was just a it fun really movie, good. and it was silly, and it was. And it was I love the good... original Jumanji. I don't remember anything about that movie. I don't. I remember That's it being weird. scarier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was really? going to be like a fun little kid movie, and it ended up being kind of scary. Oh, we should watch that again at some point because I I don't remember anything about it. Doesn't the house go flying away or something at some point? No, that's a different movie. That must be a different movie. That's I don't a different know what I'm movie. Thinking of, but that's a different movie that you like. Well, if I liked it, I'd probably remember what it was. I just don't remember what that was. Is it Karen Gillan? Yes. Is I saying it right? I don't know, but yeah, it was really good. She is from New Zealand, by the way. Really? Yeah. Way to cover up that accent. Yeah, she's. I. That's uh, very impressive. Like uh, Rick from uh, Walking Dead is from Australia, and. All various people are very good at American accents to the point that even, like, I, who have lived in America my entire life, <laughs> don't know. Well, and he didn't, and he, uh, Andrew Lincoln just narrated the, one of the new, the, the, what is the most recent Harry Potter that came out, the, or the new, uh, oh, the J.K. Rowling. Animals and I don't know if it's that, I don't think it's, that might be that, I don't think it's that one. thing. But yeah, he just narrated that hmm. for Audible. So was that Rick? Mm-hmm. Neat. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. So I thought that'd be weird to listen to him because it's going to sound like him, but not really because. Is he going to say Coral? Coral? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so yeah. And I did. What did you do in the kitchen this week, that's, Mike? That's what I was just going to say. So I, I find not finally. I guess I, I put up the kraut. So that's been sitting in the basement, and I think it turned out really good. I was yep. uh, pretty happy with, with how it turned out. So every October, or I guess for the past several years, my father and my uncle and I get together and make kraut, and now it's become an entire family affair that we've got a whole peanut gallery that sits around and chats and heckles. And there are an awful lot of people that aren't even participating in the kraut making that are... There's three people that participate in the kraut making. There's about Wait a four second. times that many that, that actually... What did you do? I help. Do you I get, go and get you salt, and I oh. help with getting you beer. That's true. That's pretty important. Everybody else just sits there. Yeah, yeah. The, the beer is a pretty important. Everybody piece else of the shows up making. like two hours later, Mike. I don't know about two hours. I get later. there right away. So got that out of the bucket. We did twenty-one pint jars in the water bath canning so those are all steeled up and ready to go and uh, there we were th- only have 20 now well 20 yeah well 20 now because you gave one away that's i, I think a, what a lot already a lot of them will be given away because we are probably not going to eat 20 pints of sauerkraut between now and october 
or I guess uh, next year around this time. So it was a, a good process. We've got three and three quart bags in the freezer just uh, because it's it's good to have a variety and a mm-hmm. difference. So my dad prefers to do it in uh, in the quart bags, just Ziploc bags, put it in the freezer and pull them out as you need them. But I, I like canning. Yeah, I, th- I like the canning too. Um, it's good to have both, I guess, depending on the situation. Yeah. So I, I took the day off on Friday. I'm like, because I've got... A bit of a history of not canning or a bit of a history preserving I think the sauerkraut that is your when it's history. Done. Yeah. So this year I'm like, I'm just gonna take a day off. The I tried the kraut. I'm like, it's really good. I'm gonna get this done. If I don't take a day off from work, I'm not gonna get this done. So I took Friday off and I really wanted to work out. So I went to the gym Friday morning and, and did my leg workout. I'm still tired and, and feeling that one. But it was great because I was there early in the morning. I got there probably around 11 o'clock or so. And it was nice because normally when I go after work at like 5 o'clock, I'm one of the older people there. There's a lot of people in like 20s and 30s at the gym that are working out. So I'm, I'm toward the uh, the upper age range of people that are working out in the especially the free weight areas with the resistance training and all that kind of stuff. But when I go at 11 o'clock in the morning on a weekday, I'm a young guy. It's mm-hmm. a lot of retirees that go during that time. So it's pretty nice to get to be one of the younger people there for a chance or for a change. So that was pretty fun. So I did that and did some run some extra errands. And there were a million people everywhere. I don't know where all these people normally They're are everywhere Friday. in Madison. They're just but everywhere. Whole, Every I went, time I go on a Monday, it's crazy. I went to Costco. I usually go like at night or after work when you think everybody would be leaving work and going and doing their shopping on their way home. I've never seen this many people at Costco before. It oh, no, was I can insane. hardly find a place to park when I go on Mondays. Yeah. And it's like Monday at like 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh, these people should be at work. You would think and Target so. Target is crazy busy and... Apparently, yeah, everybody thinks they're going to go out and run their errands while nobody else is shopping, but then everybody else has got the same idea. So it's packed full of people. Did I tell you everywhere. the super duper crazy thing that I saw when I went to Costco like two weeks ago? I don't think so. I saw somebody walk out with two bags of bagels. Sure. And that was it. But if you need bagels. How does that happen? How do you make it all the way back to the bagels and only walk out with two bags? I was there on Friday and some lady in front of me had like three little things in her cart. She had a whole cart for like three things. Have you ever done that? No. Why would you spend your time to go to Costco? You're going to go all the way in there. I know. I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh. And I only had to go for like three things. And I walked out with yeah. a full cart. A really full cart. Well, I found the tzatziki. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you can get like a ginormous tub of tzatziki for the same price as a little one that doesn't go far as very far at like all. a five-gallon bucket? Yeah, you might as well get the five-gallon bucket. Yeah. I could not. I Yeah. I always walk out of there with, like, the thing I need and, like, 20 more things. Yeah. Well, that's Costco. I always feel like, you know what, it's good if you make it out of there for less than 200 There's always something new and fun to look at, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now the seasonal stuff, they've got, like, uh, the two big bags of charcoal. So they're looking forward to spring and summer, which makes me happy to start seeing that. And kayaks. I saw kayaks there now. <clears throat> so all the winter stuff is, is on its way out. Someone oh, there were some. Uh, there were some uh, like tulip bulbs and um, plants and stuff already. So it's uh, this is a good time of year when you can kind of. It's still winter. Like tomorrow, it's supposed to be freezing rain, and like all day Tuesday, I think is going to be freezing rain. So you've got that stuff happening, but 
you can start looking forward to warm weather and outdoor activities. Well, and my friend that my my lovely friend that gifted me this uh this lambskin um I she she does she's an amazing gardener and they're doing she she's ordering seeds now. Good. So that's where I kind of feel like, you know, it's it's nice when you do gardening because even though it's like February and everything is like still later out, you can start doing your planning and start yeah. getting ready and start thinking forward because even for me this year winter is like I'm done. Yeah, this has been a it's been cold, really cold. Not a lot of snow, but I think it's not a lot of snow and then it because gets warm, it's been so cold. And then it gets really cold. And it was so windy today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was like, it was it was drifting across the road in slippery spots on my way over sure. to knitting today. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, yeah, especially through farm areas. Yeah, it was. And I saw the, I saw a bald eagle. Ooh. I did. It was eating something on the side of the road, so it wasn't like the most fancy situation. Well, that's what but, they do. Yeah. They have to make a living. They're, they they can't go to Costco and get tzatziki sauce. They no. have to. He was he was eating, and then he saw he. I, I was driving up, and he started flying, and then I got really nervous because I'm like, don't go in front of my car, and it's that really crazy windy, and yeah, and so. But he was fine. But yeah, it was Good. pretty cool. I got to see a bald eagle today. That's fun. Yeah. What else you got? But I don't know what else you got. That's it. Since that's all that Elisa's got, we're going to move it on to Canadian Canoes. The best, the very likely only Canadian Canoes that you're going to find anywhere in this universe and beyond. Story number one. A knitting craze. Knitting craze, Elisa, is sweeping the Finnish Olympic team. No unnecessary chit-chat is needed. So this is one in my knitting Google alert that came up multiple times every day this week. Very timely with the Olympic Winter Olympic Games going on in is it Pyeongchang, yes. South Korea, through the 25th. So another week. So today's the 18th. This will be going on for another week yet. And we got an email on this one from listener Sarah as well. Oh, very cool. So, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, if the big story of the first day of the Olympics was uh, Norwegian ski jumper's mustache, I don't remember that story. <laughs> the first week's big story is Team Finland's knitting habits. More than half of Finland's 102-strong team is said to be knitting in order to calm their nerves. It's, it's that, but it's also other things. But... Um, the world took notice or took note this week and finished snowboarding coach Antti Koskinen was caught by cameras knitting right before his borders run in the men's slope style. The idea was to make his competing borders relax and lighten up, lighten up a bit before their big moment. And when I see Antti knitting, I just laugh at him. So I'm not actually thinking about my run so much, said snowboarder Roop Tonteri during this press conference that was entirely committed to knitting matters. So they have a whole press conference and they're talking about their, their knitting. This is like good PR too. So it's good for the team and their mental health, I guess, while they're getting ready for their yeah. competition and for their various events. But it's also a really good uh, PR thing for the team. As the Olympics have progressed, it's clear it's not just uh, Koskinen and his snowboarders doing it. According to Koskinen, who first started the tradition in Sochi 2014, more than half of Finland's 102-strong Olympic team is knitting during their downtime. 
Oh, hey, I just said this. Besides it being a brilliant PR move that fits well into the image of a nerdy, introverted country, which I guess I would not think of Finland necessarily as nerdy or introverted, but maybe we, we should move to Finland. Okay. <laughs> that's where that's where Len is, is, is made. Well, let's do it. Do they need any more uh, yarn shops in, in Finland? I think they have a few. Oh, I wish I had the Monty Python. Finland, Finland, Finland. No place I'd rather be. It's a good song. I oh, how did I how did I not how did I screw I don't it up, know. Elisa? You, uh, you're not perfect. I am a failure. Um, I'm just not perfect. Okay, not failure. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with failure. Positive self-talk. It comes with great bonding and apparel benefits for the athletes. There's a buzzing skill transfer going on, and a beautiful creations being made, such as a super long scarf that wraps around several athletes at the same time. So they were wearing this scarf while they were doing the uh, the press conferences. Oh, okay, good. I was going to say if they were wearing it at the begin- at the top of the slope, that might be a little dangerous. It's a it's a multi person team slope style event, all while wearing this the same scarf. That would be an event. I'd watch that. Um, where was it? So basically, it started in Sochi in uh, 2014 that they were they knit a scarf for the president at the time. So what they're doing now actually is is the people that are taking taking part or participating in the event. Um, they're each knitting a small square and they're putting the, they're going to put all these squares together at the end of the Olympics as a baby blanket, because apparently the, the president of Finland recently had a baby. Oh, and so they're, they're all working on this baby blanket, which I assume if that is really cool, there's 102 members of the Finland Olympic team. If half of them, it says over half, but if half of them are participating, that's 51, that's 51 squares. That's going to be a good size baby blanket. Depends on how big the squares are. That's I guess that's true. I mean, it if they're an inch by an inch, that's not very. Well, that's still I mean, a big baby blanket. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, because that's only fifty-two. No, that wouldn't be a very big baby blanket. The square is pretty big. I don't yeah. know what is that. Probably four by six or something. And I don't know if she's doing. I don't know. More it looks like they're working on it, but I thought that's that's pretty fun. It's uh, again, a good a good PR move and something fun and unique. Yeah. Very this cool. one, very high tech. I don't know why everything's taking so long. There we go. High-tech Nottingham knitting could soon be orbiting the Earth on satellites. This is my favorite story of the history of the universe because with Elon Musk launching the uh, Falcon Heavy rocket, was a couple weeks ago, and doing that test. And, I don't and, know. I live in a bubble. And uh, launching his Tesla Roadster, in, which is unfortunately, I think, overshot its original Mars orbit and is, is ending up in the, uh, the asteroid belt. Um, this is a, another very timely, timely story, but, uh, Nottingham knitting could be rocketed into outer space to be used as antennas for satellites. These antennas will be knitted from wires of high performance gold, thinner than hair. They're being developed by researchers at Nottingham Trent university. The idea is to make them lightweight and deployable, reducing the cost of the valuable materials with just a square meter of the wire costing hundreds of thousands of pounds. So, of course, with anything with space, it's going to be ridiculously yeah. crazy expensive. But instead of putting up like a big sail or a dish for uh, for antennas or for, you know, a dish to, to relay signals back and forth, basically what they're doing is they're, they're using a 
gold-plated wire, which is less than half a millimeter thick, which to me is absolutely insane. I don't know how that even holds together. But they're going to use this to make these big sails to uh, be antennas that will be parts of satellites to orbit the Earth for various various uses and functions and features. Now, I don't think we've got ladies that are sitting in, in their... Uh, they're they're you firefly fibers knit nights no no they're probably using a more scientific method for probably mm-hmm. yeah and actually that's one of the no fun- i mean it would be so hard to get gauge you would yeah i don't know i would assume they have to be concerned to some degree with gauge because it has to be a uniform shape otherwise it's not going to relay the signal correctly or accurately I'm, I'm guessing they have a machine that it's going yeah yeah and that's one of the fun things they talk about is because um, that this is a, a function or feature or something that, that could not have been done in the past, but with the advancement of machine knitting technologies, mm-hmm. that they're able now to employ this or to use this, I guess, for more high technology type uh, applications and, and wow, situations. Look at that. Yeah, so here's a, here's a whole spool of it, and again, it's half less than half a millimeter thick. And the thing is, it's not. The the wire is not gold itself, but it's gold plated. So it's mm-hmm. you take a wire that's thin to begin with, and then you know to uh, gold plate that. It's pretty amazing. I want to know how much that spool of wire costs. Well, it said the the was the meter was you know hundreds of thousands of pounds, and I don't. It's not necessarily the material because that's one reason they're doing this too. Well, I guess two reasons is is one it keeps the cost down because you don't have you know a whole gold plated parabola dish out there to to relay the signal so you can you can kind of save the materials there but also it saves a lot on the weight because that's always a consideration too like this uh, again the the spacex falcon heavy rocket they wanted to see and they've been, been doing several tests and they either will launch just concrete blocks or in this instance they launched uh elon's tesla roadster up there to see you know, weight-wise, it's always a consideration. You always hear about, like, NASA and whether, you know, European space mm-hmm. program. You have to take that into consideration that when you're going to launch something into space, every pound, every ounce matters. And here, by doing it as, as kind of a, a, a lace weight knit <laughs> knit fabric, you can save a lot when it comes to the, the knit because every pound that you're launching, holy cow, what is that? A metal... Sorry, I was trying to see if I have a treat to distract him because oh. he's... He's going to town. Because every every ounce or every pound you're launching into space takes that much much more fuel in the rocket to get that up there. Well, yeah, and they make yeah, it's you you have to make things light. It's not like yeah, it, it's it's not like me packing to like get below fifty pounds for my checked luggage. No, it's a little yeah, a little bit different. It's than a little that. more they, scientific than pulling out the bathroom scale and it'll cost more than the thirty five dollars or whatever they charge you to to check your bag that's overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. It means it doesn't work. <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's rocket science, as they say. It really, it really is. Literally. It literally rocket science. Final story. Needles fly as speed knitting contest begins in Paris. So there's the, the Olympic game, games are going on. You've got people knitting during the slope style or before the slope style. But in Paris, you've also got speed knitting going on. So, having begun on Thursday, February 8th at uh, Port de Versailles in Paris, the Salon Anglais... That's my French. Oh, I hope Julie's not listening to this. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, Julie. (laughs) We should have her on to pronounce these words for us. Competition will place all weekend... 
that will take place all weekend as part of the wider exhibit, the latter of which is expected to attract over 40,000 visitors. The competition itself has only one official rule, make as many knitting stitches as possible on regulation 60 stitch needles in exactly three minutes. So I don't know what a 60 stitch needle is. Do you know what that is or what that actually means? So whatever that is, but the record since 2013 is 264. So there's somebody knitting 264 stitches in three minutes. The favorite to win is Isabel, a woman in her in her 40s from Isle de France, who has taken part four times already and when practicing at home has broken the 264 stitch record. She's hoping for a similar result in 2018. Um, and this is interesting, and yet she is not happy with the wooden needles being used this year. In previous years, competitors have used metal needles for the competition, mm. which are better, she says. Metal ones slide around more so you can knit faster, she explained yep. to News Source France Info. It's going to be a bit more complicated competing on wood. Wood doesn't slide around so much, so it changes everything when it comes to the final scores. And I thought I found this very interesting because to relate it to something that I'm familiar with, this is like the difference between using a wooden bat in professional baseball versus mm-hmm. like an aluminum bat. Because aluminum bat, anybody, I mean, professional baseball players would be hitting 500 yard, 500 foot home runs every game. Whereas with a wooden bat, if you can hit 400 feet, you're doing well. It's the same thing with knitting. The wooden needles, of course, they're, they're grippier. They're not as slippery. They're not. They're not an Addy Turbo. Mm-hmm. No, they are not. So I don't know how you how you compare wooden needle records, I guess, with with the metal needle records. It seems like two separate events to me. I feel if this is the first year they've switched to wooden needles, I wonder why they've done it. I, that's yeah. I would I would wonder that because myself. It seems that they would want to be consistent from year to year because it's going to be i mean to me if you're switching from metal needles to wooden needles then it would be a different record that you need to be it's it's a new it's a whole new category right you think you'd have one one for wooden needles and then you'd have a separate one for metal needles yeah but for whatever reason it's like when i did that um years ago when i did that knitting contest sorry when i did the knitting contest um we had uh uh, or it was a sheep to shawl or sheep to scarf, and yeah. we had to actually we had to um, card our wool and we had to spin it, and then we had people knitting, and they set it up for us. They cast on originally the 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 people in charge of it. They cast on originally on um, on the needles for us, and everyone had the same needles. Sure, and we all ha- we all had Addy turbos. Oh, yeah, but everybody everybody had to bring their own spinning wheel and that kind of stuff because right. they weren't going to supply that. But yeah, the needles everybody had the same needles. But yeah, we had wooden needles or we had metal needles, and I don't think it 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 would have been much slower on wooden needles. Oh, sure, especially with hand spun. Yeah, right. Because it would have been more it would have been more grippy anyway. So, and we won. Well, by of the course, way. you won. Just, just gonna put that out there. We yeah. we won. Yeah, so I found that very interesting. I was on the knitting portion of the team. How long did that contest last? It was a. It was several hours. Because we had to go through lunch, and we had we we did took you knit breaks through lunch? And you had to every, like stagger your breaks and plan out. We who's had to, we go had to switch stuff around. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was helping with the drum carter for a while. Um, so there was no timeout. No, but we had enough people that you could rotate because you could only have two people knitting because they did a provisional cast on, so you could so there were two people knitting at the same time. Um, and then I think you could have, I think you could have two people spinning and then two people, um, two people carting. Okay. So, um, yeah, we had more than six people on our team 
Um, but yeah, so we had we had more, more than six people, so we were able to kind of switch stuff out. But I mean, if we knew someone was like like me, I'm a pretty fast knitter, so mm-hmm. I had to eat lunch very fast. Well, Lisa, you're a fast knitter. How do you compare to the world's fastest knitter? I don't know. I, I had to do some research on this. Um, so, who's a Hazel Tyndall's ears were pierced by their first swear word. What is this? Due to a re- rejected jumper, her neighbor failed to sell it. Well, this is not what I thought it was. Where am I going here? So, this is this is the Hazel is the world's fastest knitter. Apparently, she at least at least she was at this point in time. Um, so when Hazel was a child, Shetland knitters relied on knitting to supply an income and basic necessities such as tea, sugar, and more. A rejected jumper meant money lost. The Shetland style of knitting was developed for a efficiency. A jumper is a sweater, by the way. Yep, a jumper okay. is a sweater. To produce quality garments in less time, it's the Shetland style to which Hazel credits her title of world's fastest knitter. So you, do you know how to do the Shetland style? It's color work. I believe it's... Oh, default. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you better find out if you want to be the world's fastest knitter because apparently it's... I don't it's, know. It's she looks like she's cornered the efficiency. market right now. Uh, growing up in a home with knitters provided Hazel with a unique opportunity, and it was her mother who first commented on her speedy knitting. After returning from school for the week, she helped her mother by knitting the yokes on to, onto machine-made bodies and grafting the machine-knit neck ribs. She did this at the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Once complete on Saturday night, they were wrapped and ready, to, uh, ready for her to deliver after school on Monday. Um... So there's video here of Hazel Tyndall, who is apparently the uh, the fastest knitter in the world. Where is it? Her first foray onto the stage of fast knitters was in 2004. A friend stumbled upon the 2004 fastest knitters stats, roughly 180 stitches in three minutes. Now it's 260 something in 180 in three minutes, and neither she or Hazel were overly impressed. Which says something, I guess. As members of the Shetland Guild of Spinners, Knitters, Weavers, and Dyers, they organize a competition for their annual fundraising day. The majority of participants knitted well over 200 stitches in three minutes. That same year, Hazel was touring England and on a whim detoured to participate in the World Championships in London. She entered and failed in her first attempt to qualify, but succeeded on the second. The very next day, she beat the title holder with 255 stitches in three minutes. And I will, as always, post links to this. But there's a video of her. It looks like this video is in fast forward. Mm-hmm. It looks like somebody has sped up this video. It's crazy. And she's throwing. She's doing like a modified version of throwing. So that must be the that must be the Shetland style mm-hmm. or the Shetland Shetland technique. Well, and that's what everybody in everybody everybody there. There's a belief that holding the yarn continental in your left hand is a faster way of knitting um but then um the fastest knitter from what as of i don't know a few years ago i don't know how if it's changed i don't keep track of the who has the fastest knitter apparently it's hazel um but yeah the fastest knitter is actually an english knitter they hold the yarn in their right hand so i wonder if they knit shetland style then that would make sense that's kind of what it sounds like yeah but according to Hazel, there's no secret trick or technique. She nets the same way she started with Shetland style and champions the knitting belt. Do you know what a knitting belt is? I know what, I know what a weightlifting belt is, but I've never heard of a knitting belt. But using a knitting belt supports the knitting, and I don't suffer any pain. The only times my hands hurt were after I after I was knitting on larger needles, where I was frequently and irregularly sh- sh- bleh, switching from knit to purl in a row, and using and after using a circular needle. So I, a knitting belt, 
do you carry those at Firefly Fibers? No. We, we need to fi- do some research and find out what a knitting belt is. Shetland knitting and knitting belts are on the list. Yeah. We'll find out. So we'll, here, we'll we'll check on that. We'll 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 bring that back to you next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do the research for we'll you. We'll look into that and find out what a knitting belt is. But here are Hazel's tips: practice and establish a rhythm. Consider switching to or trying Shetland knitting. Keep the yarn on a finger at all times. Don't lift your hand off of the needle. Use a knitting belt to support your knitting. So apparently, yeah. that's pretty important. Well, it's, it's number. It's number five, though. It is. It's the last one, but it, I, I would think they use like the the most important for last. I bet. Yep. I lift. Maybe I not. don't lift my hands off my knitting. I keep the yarn on a finger at all times. Yeah. So let I us practice. know. Every I want every. This is what I want everybody to do. So if you are listening to this, including Elise the Yarnista. Well, I have to listen to this. Do just just grab some yarn and I suppose wooden needles because you wanna you wanna meet the regulation regulation you want to meet the rules how many stitches can you do in three minutes find somebody to time you count it down i think i will have you count for me while i'm knitting and then set, we'll set a timer i'll do the timer and then you and you count while i'm we can count afterwards because i don't think i oh. know how to count stitches while you're doing it i don't i think i would i would mess that up i think it, you're going to be more accurate to time it and then count how afterwards. many is this Eight, sixteen, twelve, thirteen. That's pretty fast, Elise, on your Likas. Lika. And with Velcro yarn, as it has been dubbed. The Lopi. The Lopi has been dubbed Velcro yarn. Well, there you go. So I want to know. So send us an email or post, you know, follow up on something on Facebook or on Ravelry or on Instagram. Let us know how many stitches can you do in three minutes? Because I'm curious to know, like, what's normal versus people like this that are in competitions doing 263, I think, is what the record was. So this goes against everything that I always tell knitters is that it is not a race. But it's different. It's like it's like it's a contest, but not a race. Yeah, this is this is well because one of the ones I read they do like five people at a time, so I guess technically that would be a race. Okay, if you're doing multiple people at the same time, but you don't have you get together with a group of friends and do it all and, and see who can do the most in three minutes. Well, and just because you knit a certain way or you knit you you you're knitting for your for like speed does not mean that that's how you knit all the time. Well, no, of course not. This is like this is the difference between a home run derby and beating up being up in the bottom of the ninth with with a guy on third base and you're just trying to make contact and drive the run in. It's it's very different. You're gonna you're gonna use different technique and you're gonna do different things. Well, now I want an account. You should. I want to know. I mean, because you're a fast knitter, so I'd be curious to know. I'm not even looking at what I'm doing. I know you're not. I'm watching you not looking. And I'm slow on this because it's it's velcro yarn and. This is what I'm saying. All right. I, I'm curious to see what everybody can do. So I want to see. Maybe we should do a separate video of just you knitting maybe, real fast, maybe, and see what happens. But I want to know, everybody watching, everybody listening, how many stitches can you do in three minutes? Use whatever needles you want, but let us know if you use wood versus metal. Yeah. What needles are you using? What yarn are you or using? Or use wood and metal and see do what both. you come up with. Yeah, do both with the same yarn and see see what the difference is. Because is there a difference? I assume the uh, the world record holder saying that using wooden needles is more difficult probably knows that it's going to be a little bit less. I don't know how many stitches that equates to over three minutes. Is it five stitches? Is it 
50 stitches who knows yeah so give it a try i i I am really honestly curious how many stitches can you knit in three minutes five if i'm lucky at this point i would say zero but okay if i cast on for you if you cast on for me i in in three minutes Mm -hmm. i could probably do 20 stitches okay in three minutes will you do it Uh, sure okay yeah i'll do it why not so let's we'll all come back next week and we'll compare to how many we can do in three minutes that's all really that's all that i've got uh in the world of knitting canoes so i think we're at a good point we can uh bind off and weave in our ends for episode 123 what do you think i think so all right so we're gonna wrap it up Thank you, everybody, for joining us here. Episode 123 of the Elisa, the to podcast. If you would like to follow Elisa on all her social media adventures and journeys, you can do so. Uh, actually, just go to elisathearnista.com. Up in the upper right-hand area, you can find Twitter, and you can find Ravelry, and Instagram, and Facebook, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can see knitting progress. You can see food. You can see pictures of the Arrow Garden. And I, I have some, we talked about some of my plans for com last night, so oh, I got to get to work on that. You've committed yourself now. I know. You've made that's, it public. That's why, that's why I said it. So Lisa's hoping to do some uh, some more blogging this year in 2018. Yep. It's, it's been something that's uh, kind of taken a back seat to more important things with the business. Like and work. Like work. <laughs> but hopefully there will be more of that this yep. year. So uh, keep an eye on elisathearnista.com. Um, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, thoughts, birthday wishes, cake recipes, send an email, podcast at elisathearnista.com. Let us know what's on your mind. We'll address it and talk about it on the show. If you want to participate in the program as it happens live each and every week, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Elisathearnista. Again, there for only $5 per month. You can join us live each and every week and hang out with all the super cool party people in chat as we do it. And uh, again, we spend time before and after the recording of this podcast. So those of you that are watching right now, stick with us. We're going to hang out here for a little bit. Uh, after we hit that stop button to stop recording the podcast we've got Rollo hair flying all throughout the studio here right now. How'd that happen? I don't know That's why I moved all my my, my knitting business away from... That was probably smart. (laughs) Alright, so thank you everybody. I think I'm done talking. I have nothing else to say. Do you have anything else to say? No, I I think all the words that needed to be used have been used. Alright, so thanks again everybody. Have a fantastic week. And we'll see you all in uh, seven days. Cheers. Last year, we threw $800 at your mother's knitting hobby. Do you know what we have to show for it? One sock that doesn't fit in a shoe.